0: Welcome to Dragon Talk. My name is Greg Tito. I'm here with my friend and uh, other person who brings <laughs> me up. Who is that?
1: I don't know. That's you. It can't possibly be Shelley Masenoble. It
2: is
0: you. It
1: is me. Yeah. I'll lift you up where you belong.
0: Lift me up where? Is that "Wind Beneath Your Wings"? Nope. Is that what you're saying? What is that?
1: Joe. <laughs> What's his name? Ryan, you know this. Joe. You know the song.
0: This is fantastic content. Dices. This is good content right here. All right, us trying to come up with what it is. She's gonna look it Somebody's
1: up. Somebody's gonna know it
0: because we're gonna need that kind of inspirational music for when we do the stream of annihilation.
1: What is that? It
0: is a nonstop extravaganza of Dungeons and Dragons happening over two days, June second, June third. It's on the Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/DND. Whoa, that's what we're calling it now. And you got to go there, and we will be telling you all about the new adventure. That D&D is coming out with this fall at the Stream of Annihilation.
1: That's where people are going to hear it first.
0: That's where they're going to hear it first, Shelly. And they're also going to hear about something that you've been working on. I we've been,
1: got a little something to say. We've been hinting at it a lot here. Yeah.
0: But wow. I was avoiding the, uh, <laughs> the, the screen and, and I'm, I'm terrible.
1: You're so excited. I said, I'm a beatboxer, guys. I gotta, it's gotta... Joe Cocker. <laughs> Do you remember? I said, I will lift you up where you belong.
0: I, did he cover that song?
1: It's really... It's an original Joe Cocker love song? Love lifts us up where we belong, but... All right. I, you, callers are going to have to... or listeners.
0: Caller, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> listeners are going to have to correct you on that one. No. It won't be me.
1: Correct me on what? I don't think that's... He wrote that song,
0: but maybe he did. Maybe it's I'm crazy. It's him
1: and Jennifer Warnes.
0: Oh, well, then I'm wrong. He is a fantastic musical soundtrack creator. I always think of Joe Cocker as like covering those Beatles songs, but you're right. I guess he did do other stuff.
1: I don't... I don't even know the other What
0: would you do oh, if I sang yeah. out of tune? <laughs> yeah. Right? That was the wonder years for Pete's sake. Oh
1: my God. There it is. There it
0: is. Did that say Joe Cocker? Written by?
1: This is our new theme song. Yeah. All right. This is our this theme song. This is confirmed. Because we, we lift each other up. We lift up each other up. At the stream of another. We have been. What, what
0: tomorrow Dungeons and Dragons.
1: You can, the, Dream of Annihilation
0: to Seattle.
1: <laughs> Two days of D games.
0: Twelve hours each day. There will be play.
1: And craft oh, services.
0: Good day, mate. <laughs> I say that because our guests today are from
1: Australia. The land down under.
0: Where it is very sunny all the time. Like that,
1: Philadelphia. Like,
0: exactly like It's always sunny in, in, in Australia. That mm-hmm. was what they were going to call that show, but the, they were in Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> <they just laughs> it
1: stuck was with con- that. too confusing. It was too confusing. It's in focus group. Yeah, and
0: their ass- accents were terrible. But the people who we're talking to today, their accents, accents are real, and we're they're amazing. Their American accents, I think, are going to be very good. we got to put them on the spot and ask them about that. Eden Lacey and Benny Davis are coming. They're from the Dragon Friends.
1: Dragon Friends.
0: Yeah, which is an audio podcast uh, in Australia. Comedians and improv Improv. actors um, have been playing Dungeons & Dragons for a few years now. um, And it sounds like a wonderful show. I've listened to the audio. It's fun and exciting. And I can't wait to hear more (laughs) about them uh, when they come here to Seattle on June 2nd and 3rd. They're going to be here in the States. Live. Doing their show. uh, uh, Jet
1: lagged, probably.
0: (laughs) Coming in early. I think they're coming in early so they don't get jet lagged. Oh, okay, good. Which they're smart. Those are smart Australians we're talking to. (laughs) We're asking about that, too. Uh, But they're a good introduction to talk to them in the interview, but uh, go look up dragonfriends.com if you ever want to get a little bit of more insight on what's happening there.
1: I think you'll like it.
0: Awesome. And set your calendars for June 2nd and June 3rd, 10 a.m. Pacific time, uh, which is totally different Australia time. I'm not even going to bother to do the math there, but you can go check that out. It's going to be a good time. Right, Charlie?
1: It's so good. The
0: best time. We're already
1: having fun. All right. Just thinking about it.
0: In the meantime, before we go to that interview, we're going to talk to Matt Cernet about some amazing little lore bombs that he's going to drop off for us and just leave. He's not going <laughs> to explode them because that would be weird. So just he's gonna just going to leave them. He's em. just going to leave them on the table and be like, I can, I can blow these if right I wanted or... to, but I'm not going to. These lore bombs. I'm just, just going to leave them here. just going to leave them here. Just look at them. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> Welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know. I am joined by two lovely people, uh, Mr. Matt Cernet. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Mr. Fat Albert as well. <laughs> uh, and Chris Perkins. Howdy. How's it going? Uh, today in uh, this Lore You Should Know segment, we're going to uh, discuss a city on the Sword Coast uh, that has been uh, the setting for uh, a very... Renowned uh, series of video games called Baldur's Gate. That's right. Uh, so I, I stole your thunder there, Matt. So why don't you uh, why don't you start us off with talking about Baldur's Gate and, and uh, uh, how it got all started?
3: So it's interesting. It's uh, one of those places in the Forgotten Realms that uh, kind of doesn't have a lot said about it in the early years, and then. Um, Baldur's Gate, the game, comes in and fills in some of the gaps, and uh, and then farther on down the line, um, when bits and bobs have been written about it here and there, we did Murder in Baldur's Gate, um, which kind of then filled out the whole picture. So um, one of the interesting things about Baldur's Gate is is that it has sort of embedded in its lore from the get go is its origin story and it's the the reason for its name, i.e., why it's called Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm which is uh, it's a city on this the, the, this river that runs out into the sea, and there's sort of these cliffs that are on both sides of the river, and farmers live up above on these cliffs, and it's sort of the first settlement when you're traveling up and down the coast in that part of the area that you can get into, and you can get into sort of a nice harbor on this river there and go up to the, those farmers and so on. And so for some time, that's how it works. There are sailors out there that are doing stuff. They're playing a the trade. Tr- um, whether they're fishers or they're, they're merchants bringing things back and forth, they come into this area, um, and I think it's called like Gray's Harbor or Gray Harbor, and uh, it's just like a
0: little town. Yeah, it's just a
3: little little town up there with you know people that um, they'll trade a little bit up there and then maybe move farther inland, or if they just trade all, offload all their goods there and hope the, those people up the farmers up there take care of it and. Mm. Um, then they'll go off and do their thing. Was it a stop to also like kind of resupply as you're going up the coast? Yeah, that kind of a thing. Right. And, uh, and then uh, there's one of these sailors, uh, Balduran, who goes and, uh, off and, goes and says that he sails past Evermeet and uh, travels to a place that, that, that he calls Ankarome and comes back. Uh, and he's got all this wealth and, and um, money from this, this crazy journey and uh, helps to build a wall around the upper city or that that village up there uh, to help protect the town against um, sort of orcs and other bad things that are coming around to, to attack them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So everyone loves this great guy, Balduran. Good old Balduran. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going back to Agonkarome and getting more treasure. So he leaves. Mm-hmm. And they never saw him again. <laughs> what happened to him? Well, that's that's sort of a weird, interesting thing. So, uh, so he leaves, and then the the sort of um, merchants and uh, sailors coming in, and so on, um, kind of get pissed because the the farmers start sort of levying a tax against them, and, because to bring their goods into the city, and so they say essentially no. That's Baldur's Gate. He built the wall. He was one of us. And so that's how it became known as Baldur's Gate as opposed to Great Harbor. I see. And then the city kind of grew up around the the sort of bowl of um, the steep land going up towards that walled city. And so that's why in Baldur's Gate today, <coughs> Excuse me. there is a an upper city, which is the walled enclave of sort of the rich. Because eventually the sailors say, you know what? Screw these farmer guys and just kick them all out and take it over and uh declare themselves sort of dukes uh sort of jokingly and then like kind of sticks um <laughs> that's how power works right it's <laughs> like hey i'm i'm the best <laughs> well basically they really it was one of these weird things it, 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 and then even in the old lore basically they they, they jokingly call themselves dukes and because that's um even though they know they're basically pirates uh because that's how they get respect from other people that come and visit and then it just sort of sticks and they end up there's sort of a line of dukes that are kind of elected into office in Baldur's Gate to kind of run it over time. And, I see. Um, and, you know, from the, no- the noble class
0: that is set up in that, that central sort of high upper city area. So it's called – so uh, the guy's name who uh, founded it was Baldur Ann. Baldur Ann. And, and then did that just get shortened over time? To Baldur,
3: yeah. Okay. Baldur's Gate. And so there is actually a gate within the city of Baldur's Gate, which is Baldur's Gate. Uh, and so it's funny that the game is called Baldur's Gate because I mean it takes place in that location in the sense that that is a, a a place that you start out from and go back to and there's plots there and so on. But a lot of it isn't really about Baldur's Gate or the right. city or it's about all these other things that you do and you're you're you know um, sort of the chosen of ball and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so. Uh, Later products reveal, and also the Baldur's Gate, um, one of the Baldur's Gate expansions, uh, I think it's Tales of the Sword Coast, Mm -hmm. reveal that essentially um, he, Balduran, went off and found uh, Ankarome, and that's basically equivalent to, say, North America. Um, Whereas uh, Maztica is kind of basically just about where the Panama Canal would be it's the narrow part between the two continents. Okay. So there's sort of a there's a there's a northern continent out there and there's a southern continent out there that're really huge. And Mystica is just a really small part right around the narrowest bit. Um, and that's pretty much what Mystica campaign setting and the adventures around it describe. But there's a giant continent which people are calling
0: Ankarome that, that Balderan goes out to. Okay. So he's kind of like a, a, a Leif Erikson uh, kind of an explorer, adventurer, and right. found all this great stuff that people on the Sword Coast never even had heard of before, brought it back, and then he's like, I'm going to go back there again. Now, Chris, where do you think he is now or... or, or, or where did uh, he, in legend, Where? where <laughs> what's going on? I assume
4: he's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I assume he got eaten by some monster. Yeah, so according to the Baldur's Gate games, he,
3: uh, there's sort of a ledger, his logbook, that you can find in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's involving this whole, it's like literally called the Island of the Werewolves, um, and it's a plot where you basically get beached on this island, and there's some people there who ask for your help, and turns out... Um, there's werewolves and wolf wares, and they're both angry at one another. But essentially, they're all descendants of people that were stranded on the island um, of, of Balduran's ship. Uh, oh. the, his crew and everybody. So it went around. aground somewhere in the ocean. And, and, and on that island, there were werewolves and presumably also wolf, I don't
4: know, wolf wares. A and, little footnote to that. Do you know the difference, Greg, between a werewolf and a wolf wear? I was, was going to ask that. fascinating. fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us. The, the short difference is one is a human that can turn into a wolf and one is a wolf that can turn into a human. Dun, dun,
0: dun! <laughs> <That>
4: <laughs> changes everything.
0: <laughs> I want to be a wolf wear now. But no, I have to start out yeah. as a... Maybe I am a wolf wearer and you guys just don't know it.
3: So there's a weird plot there where they're feuding and you sort it out or you or you don't or they all die or whatever. It, it, but the, the idea there is basically that um, he goes off and he's never heard from again and, uh, and presumably dies out there
0: somewhere. And some of his somewhere.
4: crew ended up... Yeah. Be, you know, descendants of which are on this right. island, but we've done so little with what's out there. I mean, there could be another whole city that he built out there. Who knows? <laughs> Who right. <don't> knows? Uh, <laughs> Baldur's
3: Gate B. Yeah. The <laughs> the only other thing about that is that um, the Flaming Fist. There's a there's a book called uh, Golden Glory, and uh, it's all about sort of mercenary companies in the Forgotten Realms, and one of them is the Flaming Fist, which is basically the de facto um, army and police of Baldur's Gate. And uh, they decide to, when, when there's all sorts of people traveling out to Mastika um, from Am and Waterdeep, and so on, Baldur Gate decides to get into the game. And what they try and do is go and find um, Ankarome and set, set up new Baldur's Gate out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't go well for them. Uh, they, they end up hitting the coast and traveling up the coast for a while. And I think the last thing is they confront some really weird elves uh, and um, get attacked and are mostly defeated. And um, this yeah. is
0: after the, as they were exploring out. Yeah, yeah it,
3: right. it, it's basically a disastrous expedition out to to sort of that. All right, so it sounds there. like the
0: founding of the city has this all this this great adventure kind of going to it. But then the city has been there for how long? Uh, that's really hard to answer.
3: Okay, there uh, as far as I can tell, there isn't a date associated to when Baldran
0: went out and did this stuff. I see. All right, so that's hard to kind of pin down, but at least 200, 300
3: years? Yeah, yes, definitely. Okay. Um, There's there's references to places, to things happening in the place that will become known as Baldur's Gate that are much older than that. Mm -hmm. And so presumably it's not known as Baldur's Gate at that point but the exact date when that happens, I'm not sure if it exists anywhere in canon. If somebody can find it, I'll <laughs> let
0: me know, and I'll probably send you something fun. Never there's, there's, <laughs> <there laughs> mind. I was going to make a political joke, and I'm not going to. Uh, so so, what it, what, so Baldur's Gate now, in the, in the timeline of the Forgotten Realms, what what's, makes it distinct from the other cities on the Sword Coast? Uh,
4: One of the things that makes it distinct is the presence of the Flaming Fist. Essentially, you've got a city with a police force that's a mercenary company under the authority of the Grand Duke, Alder Ravengard. Um, The the, the idea of the dukes that heralds back to the pirate days, Mm -hmm. those dukes are still present in the city, but they're not pirates anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they they, uh, acknowledge
0: that past or do they try to forget about it and don't tell anybody? And if you do, I'll punch you in the face.
3: A little common a, a, you know, yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think they aggrandize that past. As yes. mm.
4: there's some advantage in romanticism um, that they cling to uh, with the titles. Um, but the, the, the guy who's sort of running the show these days is Alder Ravengard. Um, and so he's got like this police force that's are, yeah. they, are they brutal? are they
0: like autocratic? Not...
4: Well, Baldur's Gate is a dangerous place. So they, they do have to put their foot down sometime and sternly enforce laws mm-hmm. because a, there's a lot of bad behavior in the yeah. city.
3: Um, it's a really corrupt um, city. It, it, yeah. it's a, there's a lot of sort of class strife. There, the, the, the division between the upper city and the lower city and, and then the outer city is literally a division between sort of upper class, middle class, yeah. and lower class. And
4: yeah. those things are literally <clears throat> divided by walls. Right. Um, and,
3: I mean, they, and height. They in tax the everything, so like going in and out of gates is taxed. Besides Baldur's Gate itself in the city, mm-hmm. um, there's lots of bribery and uh, and stuff like that. So it's um, it's a, a city sort of rife with a lot of um, potential strife, and certainly in the the Murder and Balter's Gate game or adventure, that's one of the things that it that it hinges on. Is basically because there are, there are multiple possible ultimate enemies in that and different plots going on at the same time um, with different groups trying to play, groups against one off one, uh, off one another. And so sort of canonically how that played out was ultimately uh, older Ravengard was made into the, uh, the Grand Duke. Uh, mm-hmm. In the adventure as you play it yourself, uh, alter, older Ravengard can be one of the ultimate bad guys. He can be the person who is sort of possessed by the spirit of Ball as, mm-hmm.
4: uh, as the villain. So it's- And Ball is a key figure in Baldur's Gate, this, this god of murder. He keeps showing up and painting the streets in blood, yeah. um, in one way, shape, or form. Why now was he, he? Yeah, was he drawn to there because of the
0: name similarity, or no? 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 Is that just <laughs> a <laughs> happy <laughs> coincidence? It's just a weird. I mean, they're yeah. spelled totally differently. Yeah, with so, a B H A L Bahal Bahal. So yeah, it's just a coincidence. But yeah. So yeah, but why has he been a figure
4: in in the city for so long, and what has he done? I think because. Um, it is a dangerous place. It's just a natural haven for people who would worship him. Uh, who can you? You can, if you're clever, murder people in the city and get away with it. Um, I, I just think um, I, I don't. There's no manifest reason why Ball has has to be there. Mm-hmm. I just think that he just likes it. <laughs> he just likes it, and people who like him seem to like it. Yeah, got it.
3: I mean, there, there's there's some sense that um, he's ball as as a deity or whatever is in the in that area. I mean, the Time of Troubles and the novels that are related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, ball is actually murdered. Um, I think it's the winding. It's not that that river. It's a different river, river farther north. Right. Um, but he's he's murdered in this. So there's a gate or, or a bridge up there, where gear Bridge, where he was basically murdered by Sirik, or Murder is kind of not quite a... The god of murder was murdered. Yeah, I mean, he, he was backstabbed by Siric, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he was trying to kill everybody that he saw
0: at the time. So, <laughs> self-defense. It's kind
3: of
4: like <laughs> he was being an
0: anti-hero. <laughs> slash. And, and then Siric, of course, became the new god of murder for yeah, a, for for a, a while. while. Yeah,
4: yeah. The other fun thing about Baldur's Gate is it's got sort of an underground thing, a whole bunch of interconnected cellars and stuff like that. So there are underlevels to run around in and explore. So it's got that like kind of a smuggler's den kind of thing. yeah yeah.
3: There's there's a lot of uh, criminal gangs uh, that are all sort of nominally opposed to one another, but they're all actually under the thumb of one big gang, which is the guild. And so you know there's there's sort of local neighborhood um, protection rackets and uh, criminal activity and so on that all sort of ultimately fuels uh, fuels all that money up to one figure who's
0: the ruler of the guild. And a lot of that money. Correct me if I'm wrong, does that come from like the kind of still colonial nature of when you need to find new places where they can get resources and bring that back to the city? Well, I don't think Baldur's
3: Gate – I mean, Baldur's Gate was uh, certainly involved in that racket in the second and third edition period where they were going out to Mastica and so on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I mean, I imagine to some degree in the fourth edition, although we don't really talk a lot about the connections between the continents because there was a new continent that replaced – um, those ones that were out there mm-hmm. uh, from uh, a beer that appeared, right? And there, there's the th- there's some <laughs> discussion of the, of trade between those groups and and so on, but not a lot. Uh, and so now things have changed again because that continent has gone away. Back with the uh, when the sundering happened, uh, a beer took that continent back, yeah. And mestica has come back and. Uh-oh.
0: We need one of those, like, previously on Lower You Should Know so that we can recap all of the previous ones. But uh, if you're confused by any of that, uh, we did discuss it in a previous segment. Yeah. Uh, So go ahead and check that out. All right, so uh, any last things for people who are going to set uh, an adventure around or near Baldur's Gate uh, in in the current timeline? I think Murder in Baldur's Gate
3: is a great um, thing to use for that. Uh, It was technically sort of done with... 5th edition and 3rd edition and 4th edition stats all online, mm-hmm. so I don't think the, the adventure itself has a lot of stats mm-hmm. in it, so it's a very useful product kind
4: of. Right, it's a very
0: social adventure, if yeah. I remember correctly, right? It was yeah. Kind of,
3: and, um, a lo-
4: and a lot of it is focusing on just detail, giving you an impression of the city, so there's a ton a ton of source material embedded in the adventure. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a gazetteer feel to it in that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Interesting. Well, we'll
0: go check that out, and uh, hopefully we'll learn more about Baldur's Gate going forward. Awesome. All right. Thanks, you guys. Cheers. Uh, Shelly was just uh, practicing her metronome uh, impression. <laughs> That's all you can only do four beats. You can only do beep beep, beep 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 and done. That was six beats. I know music like the back of my hand.
1: Well, uh, why don't you just, just be a bard?
0: It's kind of like how Matt Cernat knows the Forgotten Realms. Am I right? Who am I does? right?
1: Like I knows the Forgotten Realms.
0: He knows it like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. Just do you ever actually really look at the back of your hand? Never. It's a dumb thing.
1: If it, the back of your hand was in a lineup with ten other Backs of hands? Would you know that was your hand?
0: Especially since, like, it's changing now. And now it's, like, getting older and more, like, wrinkly. Uh,
1: I don't have good hands.
0: But you've got great hands, Chuck.
1: Oh, your hands are fantastic, Greg. Right? <laughs> you've
0: got wonderful hands. I've
1: always liked your hands.
0: Especially when you lay on hands and you <laughs> heal me when you're playing a paladin. <laughs>
1: my burning hands? Ow! Ah!
0: Don't get your party members with the burning hands. No, well, to...
1: don't get in my way. Oh, that's a good point.
0: That's a good point. I Can't yeah. argue with that. You're really good at logic. Sometimes <laughs> we're lifting each other up as we where belong. we belong. All right, moving on to our amazing uh guests, all the way from sunny Australia. Can't wait, they're gonna be we're gonna call into them right about uh, now. Is people the here? The table. Hello, hello, we No, 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 you just no, turned it, it off.
5: Oh god, Let's turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> we got some footage. All right. Yeah, we're looking at a little... We're just talking to a dragon. Yeah, talking to a red Logo. dragon. That's, that's eating. Good. That's
2: Mitzi. Tail? Look, it's an ampersand.
5: Ah, but, oh, but it's breathing fire and its tail's oh. on its butt. Yeah, right. <sighs> like you do. That's why he's so mad, because he just burned his tail. Ah! That, <laughs> now it
2: all makes sense. It's hard yeah. to be a dragon.
0: I didn't know that was true. How are you guys doing?
5: Good.
2: Yeah, Wait, yeah, are good. you guys going to turn on your camera too?
0: No. you're not going no, we're not. You you can turn yours off actually if you want to. We're uh, uh we're doing this all audio for now. Oh
5: sure okay. All, all right, right. Well, no. let, well, you just want to look at yourself in the little yeah, window, yeah yeah. I okay. I normally end up defaulting to just staring and making sure my hair is good and stuff. It's so distracting. Okay, okay. Are you guys a, looking at us? Uh
0: our our audio engineer is looking at you and he's giving he's a big thumbs, thumbs up with a up. shit. He's got a shit in green on his face.
5: Oh two like, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. So if we do visual gags and like you know undermine you, he'll know, but you won't. Yeah. He, yeah uh, right. And he will
0: have to tell us. Uh, <laughs> he's laughing. He is <laughs> laughing. Oh, now describe what he's doing.
1: What's happening, Ryan? Tell us. Not telling you guys <laughs> shit. Again, out of the loop. <laughs> Shelly, out of the loop.
0: We'll just have to imagine it being the funniest thing ever. Oh, sure. Just
5: imagine
0: it. It's just like Dungeons and the Dragons. It.
1: Right. We'll have to use our imaginations. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, so, what's uh,
1: on the agenda so, for this little baby?
0: so uh you guys are uh well why don't you guys introduce yourselves so we can get your your uh uh your your voices uh because so you, you sound very similar so we want to make sure we get which one is which let's go i'm greg by the way i'll start because i'm greg tito how you doing
5: hi greg tito i'm eden Lacey. and uh, hi greg tito i'm benny davis and I'm flattered that you think I sound like Aiden, because he's got the sexiest voice. And, <laughs> nice. Thank you, Ben. I'm very flattered yeah, by that. Yeah, but mine's way more high-pitched and whiny. And like, I guess that's then, true. When you do that song, you're all you know, rich and chocolatey and Ooh. deep. And,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, i Benny thinks I have a chocolatey voice. <laughs> so now mm, like Shelly's like going to try and do
0: like an impression of my voice.
1: Oh, hi. I'm Greg <laughs> Tito. <laughs> People say we sound alike, too, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That was good, wasn't it? It's hard to tell us apart.
0: Uh, Thank you guys so much for coming on to Dragon Talk.
1: Dragon Friends. Awesome. Sorry? I just love the name of your show. Dragon
2: Friends. How did that happen, Benny? I wasn't there when it happened.
5: Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a, a original founding member, I guess, so I'm not exactly Wait. sure where the name came from. Are you not an original founding member? Well, well okay, so the show was started, um, I think the, the baby, the idea was Ben and Dave together wanting to do a show yeah. um, and thinking, uh, who are the talented people we know? Uh-huh. And so got uh, comedians Alex Lee, Michael Hing, and Simon Greiner together yeah. and said, you guys don't know how to play Dragon Friends. Let's get you to play Dragon Friends because Dun- that'll be funnier than Dun- just
2: – Dun- Dungeons and Dragons is the game that we play. There.
5: <laughs> oh, oh, is that? oh, okay. I was like, oh, it's now. <laughs> now you
2: see the genius of
5: the name. Yeah, right. You, know, sense. you friends, don't know Dun- how to
2: play Dragon and- Friends.
5: Yeah, yeah played right. by friends. Why not Dungeon Friends? Oh no, that's more well, gross. Dragon yeah, Friends is more of a, a dragon's more of a zingy image than yeah, a dungeon. Yeah, that's, that's dungeon right. Friends mm-hmm. is, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's. It a a could be like a sex, sex Dungeon definitely. Friends, which yeah. would be a whole different show. Awesome. Country so, of be a Club that you have to pay membership to, <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and you can't talk about it. Until you <laughs> talk those are the first it. two rules. Um, in, in case our
0: listeners can't I, tell, these two uh, uh, fine gentlemen are from uh, sunny Australia. Is what I keep saying that it's sunny. Is it true? Is it sunny no, there? It's
5: almost winter. It's, it's, almost, well, it's always sunny in Australia. When when I
2: caught a flight back into Australia, the the airline said, "Oh, welcome to Australia, where the average it's the sun shines on average." 300 days
5: a year, maybe more than that. Oh, wow. Really? At least, check my facts. What? Isn't that like, you know, somewhere in the North Pole kind of thing? No, <laughs> it makes sense. The sun, that means like
2: the sun could just pop out and they'd be like, ah,
1: sun's shining. Oh, oh right. Not wrong. We you live right, in the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. We live in the opposite of that. You well, guys will to, be when you up in to Seattle. Seattle, welcome to Seattle yeah. where the sun yeah. shines 13 maybe. days a year. <laughs> How Not much
2: sun do you get here? Like, wait, 60 days a year of sun.
1: Mm, maybe, if we're lucky. Yeah,
0: it's been bad. Actually, the last, like, six months has been some of the wettest, uh, even, like, by record for yep. Seattle. Like, yep. it was just, it was wow. it would rain for and be cloudy for, like, 14, 15 days in a row, and then we get, like, a little bit of sun. Yep. It was bad.
5: Yeah, wow. Because I've seen that Tom Hanks movie, and they talk a lot about how much it rains. It's well, true. Also, it's, it's, um, it's in Seattle. No, 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 The terminal. <laughs> um,
0: well played. Uh, all right, so you guys—you uh, you didn't found the Dragon Friends, but you are members of the current Dragon, the Dragon Friends, Friends thing. Can you tell us a little bit about what that what that is for so fans we, who are not?
2: Um, we uh, we play uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, in front of a in front of a live studio. No, not not theater, a theater, theater audience. Yeah. Um, so. I, we're talking about the title of the show it, it kind of is an appropriate title because we've all known each other for like nearly, if not nearly oh, then over 10 years mm, Definitely. Um, we all kind of started um, doing improv at university mm-hmm. um, and kind of coming out of like uh, like sketch groups and reviews and stuff uh, that
5: happened at Sydney University. I think yeah, all yeah. of us went to. Um, yeah, but don't. Yeah, yeah, but no, we've, don't, all, don't. we've all gone on to bigger and greater things. No, but it's, that, but that's where it started. Like, I we, guess that's where we met. Yeah. Yeah, and we have been friends
2: <laughs> um, for for a long time. Yeah,
5: and also we've we've all collaborated in various combinations in lots of different ways. You know, oh, like just right. a couple of you know would do sketches together. Um, currently, there's. Two two of them who write on a TV show, which is a comedy thing. Um, meanwhile, Hingwood did sketch shows together with Ben. They ran a comedy room for years and years, and now yeah. he's famous in his own right as a gaming broadcaster. What the he's a gaming gamecast gamecaster? We should
0: know what he does. He's like a yeah. streamer, like a streamer on Twitch, that kind of thing.
5: He's a. Commentary guy. Well, Michael, the he... way sport people do, except oh, okay. for, for esports. For esports, right? Yes. Thank you. Yes, That's he's it. an esports commentator. Um, he does that for League of Legends and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, and yeah. Plus, he's on a few TV shows here, so he's pretty big in his own yeah. right. Um, you and Simon are national champions at improv. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Benny um, Davis is a member of the. Uh, comedy
5: rock band the axis of awesome yeah which mm-hmm. uh, i noticed we have a lot of crossover fandom because you know nerds like nerdy stuff so i've and- heard that yeah, yeah that's a thing awesome. nerdy band yeah <laughs> we have one of what the do you play
0: stuff. what do you play in the band
5: uh, I'm the keyboard player um, and singer, but as a comedy band, uh, you know, it's all about performance. So right. I also, you know, compose all the songs and I produce all the tracks. You it's know, a very minor <laughs> part. Wow, of wow that was
0: really downplaying your role in yeah, the group very, there. You're very like, very ah, handsome. I just do some yeah, stuff. But no, you're, you're actually the producer and maker of it all. That's crazy. Do you wear costumes? Yes, uh,
5: yeah. Well, I mean, divi- yeah, divisional labor is pretty clear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, no, we, um, like when we formed this, there was a, not exactly hierarchy. We were all equal members. Um, it's I, I was a musician of the band and the other two were comedians. So um,
0: so you had to do the, the, the lion's share of the work in order to make it sound. had to carry
1: something. those comedians.
5: God. Yeah, carry the comedians. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so Benny does the same thing for Dragon Friends now. Well, he chimes in and taxes yeah, so- us down sometimes. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Totally. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not one of the players on the campaign. I'm actually the musician for this show as well. I'm the bard, so I accompany oh. the show with live music to underscore. So when there's a fight scene, I get my uh, Michael Bay on, and yeah, when everything's kind of just <laughs> chilling in the background, I get a bit of my Family Guy action music happening. Um, and I, yeah, edit the podcast and all that boring stuff. Fanny does
2: all the all of the good work. He's,
5: he's the one with actual skills,
2: actual discernible skills, and the rest of us are idiots who um, kind of yell and do dumb things.
5: I remember when Axis started, that's exactly how they described that, too. It's like, idiot, <laughs> he does the work. No, you're you're you. the only
0: one with any that talent, is that is that what I'm hearing?
5: Oh, oh no. Musical no, talent. Musical absolutely. talent,
0: alright, that makes sense.
5: No, no, let the engineer tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Not at but, all. But,
0: we so that's helping. awesome. Having like a live uh, soundtrack—that's pretty, pretty uh, up there as far as uh, uh, a lot of the other stuff that we that we're gonna be doing at the Stream of Annihilation. So that's pretty cool. Are you gonna bring your uh, your your keyboard to, to make that all happen here in Seattle? Uh, uh,
5: yeah. Um. Unless you can get me one, then yes, I will. I'll bring my own. Actually, I might get in touch with people in the states see if they can supply one for me. We, um, might, we might know a yeah. few musicians. Oh, like, well, otherwise, I'll have nothing to do. Um, <laughs> no, but I think. You can just uh, clap. You, you can just clap just do along like an, with an a piece. acoustic version. I right. could clap for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or a triangle. I know <gasps> Shelly was talking about how she really wants to start learning how to play the triangle.
5: I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, we could do a two piece. <laughs> right. I would love that. It's just slow when there's nothing happening, and then when the the action hits, you just get faster. Ding, 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 it's it's, it's enough.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? As one of our dungeon masters for the uh, uh, the stream of annihilation and beyond is uh, it, her 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 handle on Twitter is obo crazy. She's
5: oh, yeah. a professional
0: oboist here in uh, in Seattle. We should have
5: her accompany? I
0: know. So you could but, do like, a two piece with her
5: with Seattle Symphony or something.
0: Yeah, no, she does. She does basically when like like orchestra pits or or if she has other you know gigs. Yeah, not not anything full time. Like she she's, she's always on, it. but yeah. It's it's a, and that's, she's a dungeon master for one of the She is.
5: Oh, that's fantastic! Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I love that. Obviously, being a dungeon master is like her main thing now because <laughs> the, you know, the <laughs> And an she ex- plays over a symphony. <laughs> she's <laughs> like best in the world at it. And yeah, I play D and D. It's yeah. more profitable. <laughs> yeah, like you guys, she she has a
0: podcast where I think it's called Drunks and Dragons or Dragons and Drunks. One of those. There's yeah, a lot dragons of
5: dragons and
1: Drunkards.
0: Yeah, one of those yes. uh, uh, where, yeah, she has been Dungeon Mastering there for like two or three years. Uh, yeah. So you guys can look her up. She's like one of your competitors. And she's probably doing it better than you are. No, I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> oh.
0: I'm not sure why I threw that out there. I feel like there's a contentious relationship that's building and I don't mean it to be like that.
1: Sorry. Wow. Wow. There's enough people you on are the gonna planet you everyone face. to have fans.
5: Yeah. If you do a good job, then you'll have crossover. We're, we're, we should be collaborators. It means that we share fan bases. We could yeah. have a—it's like, like a Super stuff. Smash Brothers kind of thing, you that's know? Right. Like they fight each other on the screen, but they're all in the game together, right?
0: Exactly, and that's what the the whole uh, idea about getting everybody together for the the stream of annihilation is—is is to have folks who, like, you know, you guys are on the whole other side of the world, uh, probably hasn't met any of the other people that are going to be there, you know, so you can get to no. rub some elbows and. And figure out how they do things a little differently. Nice. Yeah, and no, I'm excited uh, to learn about you guys. Nice. How, how did you get started playing Dungeons and Dragons?
5: Uh, Eden, uh, <laughs> I'm to feel this. Well, the, so, I joined a podcast called Dragon Friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I started. Oh no way! So part of the premise of the
2: show was that it was three comedians who had never played Dungeons and Dragons before playing Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. But, I actually joined. Uh, in the second season, the beginning of the second season, because one of our dungeon masters had gone away to America, and I was the only one they knew. I had, mm-hmm. I had, I had, frankly, begged Dave, our dungeon master. I was like, "Hey, man, if you ever need anyone to play Dungeons and Dragons, I will definitely play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> please, 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 please." So, um, at the beginning of the second season, I took over kind of NPC role-playing duties. Right. Um,
5: and yeah, this was, I mean, how did you start? You've been playing for quite a, you were the only one of us, apart from our Dungeon Master Dave, who'd actually played D&D. Yeah, right? so I, my experience
2: started when I was about 11. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't know
5: any of this about you. <laughs> <because> <laughs> my,
2: my brother's two years older, my brother is 2 years older, and he had started in high school and made friends with some dudes who were playing Dungeons & Dragons. And I kind of just uh, tagged along. Um, <laughs> You're
5: describing how you get started on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'd> never <laughs> tried I did not <laughs> inhale I high school and you I'm know he was an older and kid and one thing led to another. <laughs>
2: yeah. That was my gateway into drugs also. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let's be clear. Um, so yeah, and, and uh I, I went to the same high school as them. So we ended up playing this campaign. A, a second edition AD&D campaign uh-huh. when it was AD&D were right. um, uh, second for probably ten years. It was like it stopped when people started having kids. Wow! And way, um, but yeah, I remember like at lunchtime I would go the dungeon master. I would be like, "Hey, man!" He, he'd be like, "Hey, go buy me an apple pie and a thing of milk, and I'll give you a magic item." And I was <laughs> like,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, "Wow!
1: No way!" That I is great advice me. for Dungeon Masters. i okay. give you a Coke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, food. I will respond to food bribes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and besides that, you know, I played a lot of little campaigns uh, along the way and kind of started playing third edition. But um, besides that first campaign, Dungeons Dragons is actually the longest. I mean, Dragon Friends is the longest campaign the second longest campaign, just because we have to do a monthly show, right? And you know, I think everyone who's played Dungeons and Dragons knows the experience of how campaigns can start and then fall apart because just time commitments and you know, sure. someone you start with a lot of gung ho energy and then you kind of forget or yeah, have commitments yeah, and I stuff. guess.
5: It is easier for the narrative that we've got an audience now who are coming every month and demanding that we be there. And, yeah, yeah. it kind of forces us to have it in the calendar for the same time. For sure. <laughs> right. It's so fun to what- do
0: I'm always interested to find out about people from 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 different areas. I mean, because you know what you describe sound very similar to a lot of other people uh, uh, talking about their first time uh, in drugs and in D and D. But <laughs> what uh, you know, like is is it is that a common occurrence? Did you find that when you were growing up, you that was a that happened to a lot? I mean, was Dungeons and Dragons kind of
5: part of of the, of the culture down there? Like, yeah, give us some insight uh, of what it's like. Um, that's I mean, that feels like a really interesting question about. Um, Modern culture because there's no I don't know with with stuff coming from overseas and with the burgeoning thing of the Internet You know people right. can kind of do whatever they wanted and you wouldn't need to have everyone at your school doing it or I don't know. It's, well, I started um, It's a weird pocketed Subculture world
2: these days like I, I guess you knew people well I started playing when it was definitely Subculture mm. like there was still I don't <laughs> There was like, oh, don't devil worshippers do Dungeons and yeah. Dragons? Someone, yeah. someone was on acid and a thing happened. It's like that was the kind of the perfe- the prevailing like, ooh, don't don't imagine being using a sword. It's a reef of madness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. True, you so know, was- when I started, that was kind of uh,
5: that that was kind of still in the air. But I really don't, um, you know. It's I, like it's like asking you know how did you get into video games were they popular where you were growing up? It's like yeah man, Nintendo exploded. Like everybody had the original mm-hmm. system and Game Boy was just something you wanted to have. I mean sure there were the there were the jock losers who were too busy you know throwing the bloody pigskin around, but they didn't <laughs> know what it was.
2: No, but I feel like I feel like
5: like nerd or geekdom is like a tier system,
2: like where like you can play video games and it's like. Oh, That started as nerdy and now everyone did it and then there's like board games where like people play them sometimes and then there's like uh, Card games like oh, yeah, cool. And then there's like role-playing games. Yeah, which really re- re- I think you know, I love them obviously, but they really require the player to like Actually invest in something that's imaginary mm. so they really require I think you know, I don't know why I'm having a conversation about coolness or whatever, but, <laughs> but it's really easy to be outside of a thing and be like, look at those like idiots pretending, um, and like really <laughs> investing in something. But I feel like that's, I feel like actually backing yourself and really investing in something that's imaginary.
5: And I think that's, that's cool. Like, yeah. And I, I think big part of that like the rise of improv as yeah. a form like improv kind of i feel like it's gone up and down since it got started but it's kind of a little bit cool at the moment because there's cool people doing it here and it, you know it's a really great comedy form and when you, there's so many improvisers i know who got their start like yourself doing D and that was a way to improvise mm. and to play right, a character right. and someone I thought- different
0: and I think also like going just going back to your tier thing for a while, like, you know, like there was the people who played Dungeons and Dragons and there was like LARPers was like a whole other level of people <laughs> who did live action role playing. Like you had to invest not only going into something imaginary, but then bringing it also back into the real world. Um, yeah. And I've always respected those people. I, it's something I've never really delved into, but I've always <laughs> been like, man, that takes like an extra level of
5: dedication and,
0: you know, yeah, you know yeah, right? totally. prop hey, building. Yeah,
5: like, totally. It's something different for you guys, and this happens with so much culture, because we get so much from the States, but it must be very different when you're on the ground and when something starts over there, you kind of know where the kernel of it is, you know who the founders are. Yeah. Like... I mean, you're you're the wizards, right? Didn't you? <laughs> of the coast. game? Are you guys wizards? <laughs> we are wizards, we actually.
0: Are. Yeah, we we create things. So, yeah, and uh, uh, but no, you're right. I mean, honestly, it, I mean, I don't want to say it, it, it is all attributable to us, but like as far as people watching other people play Dungeons and Dragons, when Chris Perkins did that uh, uh, for um, we actually was on, in a podcast him, but two uh, comic book artists. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with them. Well, they do they the have, packs. Yeah, they have packs. They also, do the packs down in Australia, but the Penny Arcade yeah. guys. You know, when yeah, they did are. that in 2008, they had no idea it was going to be, you know, entertaining or popular. You know, I've heard Chris Perkins say, he's like, there's we didn't no, think anyone was going to listen.
1: Honestly, there's no reason why listening, it wasn't even yeah, it video was, at the time. Yeah, or, it was before. It, like, Why <laughs> listening to people playing D&D would be... As entertaining as it was. Yeah. And it and was fascinating.
0: Even as us of the, you know, the creators of the game, I don't think anybody at Wizards of yeah. the Coast at the time really thought of it like that. They're like, oh, I didn't think that was going to work. And it was just a, a, an experiment. And then in, that was like, what, back in like 2008. And then it's kind of,
5: right, you know, steamrolled well, from I mean,
0: there.
2: Yeah. When I heard of podcasting, I was like, lame. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, let's take a step backwards to radio. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's turned out to be this great thing where you can get exactly
5: what you want and it's uh, and you know, can listen whenever you want yeah, and you can fantastic. stop halfway and the machine will be like was this where you were it's the best it's, <laughs> it's, it's the same as Netflix all the great perks of that except in an audio form yeah and I, but I think um,
2: yeah who would have thought but it, it, now that we look back at it it makes perfect sense right, right. it's a, a totally auditory game where everything is imagined yeah and so listening to it is a really fulfilling uh, experience yeah
5: and I am amazed at the fan base and you know the creativity that you get because we hand around sketchbooks for people to draw characters and draw scenes of what's happening and Everyone's got their own kind of style. Everyone's got their take on you know, what everything looks like and they're just they're hilarious we have um, You know for the for the, as long as we've been doing it We've been starting the show with a song to recap what happened in the previous episodes. That's cool. Wow. And now- who are writing the lyrics for us month to month. They take notes at the show and they come back with better songs, better rhymes than we ever wrote. Yeah. And, yeah, I hope they've got one for tonight. We're- yeah, we're doing a show tonight. Yeah, we're um, we're recording. Um- if they don't, we'll have to write it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not they <laughs> big ride it better anyway they'll have it yeah they'll do it that they'll is cool it. and you're right the
0: fan base is like totally like and i think it the expanse of the internet and how that much has changed uh it has a lot more to do with it i mean we, we were joking about that earlier but i think that's a big part of it the fact that you can it, it kind of democratizes how you get stuff you know like where you mm-hmm. got your entertainment from because there used to be you know three networks you know here in, in in uh in the states where that was all you got all of your tv from yeah. and then once you know it became be able to beamed over the internet. It was it let everybody get everything wherever they wanted to. And you're right, specialized as to what they wanted. And these fandoms mm-hmm. have kind of grown uh, uh, where they weren't able to be fostered before because those big companies were like, well, we don't think that people listening to D&D or watching D&D will even pay attention. You know? Mm, so, do they
5: yeah, have? I haven't heard of it, so nobody else will enjoy it because I'm a network executive and I know what the people want because look at my suit and my gold right. watch and, and my silver car.
0: But I think you guys are actually pretty unique in the fact that you every month perform in front of an audience. What's, right. what's that like?
5: Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, we've all done, we, we all met doing comedy stuff. So mm. I guess. Um, You know, Ben and Hing used to run a comedy room. Look, the short answer, we're used to it. No, but I think think having – look, and I – you know, I I come in as the
2: Dungeons and Dragons player who has, you know, gone through the 6 to 12-hour sessions that limp through to 6 a.m., you know, with, like, fight sequences that last two hours right? where you're, like, trying to roll your D20s and you're like, oh, am I doing this spell right so I, I think the, the audience is great in that it keeps us honest and really injects a pace into the show.
5: And I, I like as well that because, you know, it's a repeat audience and fans are really invested, we're kind of getting, I, and I'm loath to say catchphrases, but... <laughs> I definitely we, have a catchphrase. Yeah, you have a catchphrase, and there's, you know, certain quirks of characters that people really want. Like, I mean, if Hing goes to do an action and it's not a witch bolt, people are disappointed. <laughs> they just want Friezo to just, you know... Um, lasers and people. What is a witch bolt? Is it lightning? Is it- no, witch bolt. It's kind of like crackling, witch energy. Yeah, right. the Eldritch <laughs>
0: Blast kind of thing. Yeah,
2: right. But yeah, that's that's his thing. Um, uh, uh, Eden is the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I started playing this character called Bastant, who's a very thinly veiled uh, or began as a very thinly veiled copyright co- infringement. Copyright infringement.
1: <laughs> like all good characters.
2: Of a character from a certain Disney film. I wonder if you can tell, for those with listeners of the show. Is there a um, beast you, involved? There's
5: a beast involved, I think. No. <laughs> um, well, not for that oh, character
2: specifically.
5: Like, um, there's another one called Bushu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, basically, I, I, I
2: thought all these characters that, that I were playing would just disappear. But then people really loved them, so they, they kept coming back. is so my favorite. Bushu's Bouchy. a, a South African fairy dragon. <laughs> yeah. <so laughs> What's <laughs> who is a uh, Frizo the warlocks uh, familiar? Oh awesome. He, he's very unhelpful, but yeah, he's fun when he shows up. but I think um Benny's a really important part of the live show because he he also having the live music really keeps the pace of the show moving. you know, sometimes we have to stop and think of a thing.
5: yeah, I yeah. see, I noticed that this is well but, you the know audio. when you're actually in a fight um if your imagination is going crazy and you can visualize everything around you then that can be really exciting but if you're listening to people go what was that in 18 okay so that means <laughs> i um managed to pull off that that kick so that's right. good it, yeah yeah i think having some you know really frantic strings underneath and some bloody horn blast just going blam blam. yeah it lifts the energy of it and i
2: think you know it's all part of I think our, our live audience are, are a huge part of making uh, making it a good podcast because we're really thinking of our audience as we're making the show.
0: Yeah, and also, like, yeah, right, like, in the audience, you've got to feed off of that as well. Like, there's just the fact that they're, you know, uh, reacting to everything that's going on. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I,
2: I
5: mean, Alex is the favorite, though. I absolutely, yeah, <laughs> Alex is the
2: favorite. But I think um, we, we've, you know, being in comedy, all of us have done, just regular comedy shows where we've been heckled. And oh. the Dragon Friends crowd is just the most polite, the best mm. heckling, yeah. all, all the heckling is like, you can't um, have a pact of blades and a familiar pact.
5: <laughs> 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 oh, the good D&D rules lawyer heckle. You got the dice of inspiration. Use it. Uh, yeah, like. Uh, oh, see, I uh, need that. Temporary oh, hit points
2: aren't cumulative. With like, they're just the best heckles. <laughs>
5: yeah, um, yeah. Those or, aren't
0: even heckles. Those are, like helpful, yeah. like constructive criticisms.
5: peanut <laughs> gallery. Yeah, but also because Frieza tries to cheat, um, and <laughs> they've got to keep him in check. Nice. Yeah, we're <laughs> all. Diabolical. We're all together against
2: Frieza. <laughs> <trying> <laughs>
5: So you guys have
0: been yeah. mostly doing this in audio form, but you—I mean—are you excited to delve into the idea of it being, you know,
5: video over over the interwebs? A little bit, yeah. I'm. Well, I mean, that's the future, right? <laughs> the internet is the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, honestly,
2: it's gonna be a—it's gonna be a interesting transition uh
5: for us have you done a twitch stream on um 64 I, bytes before I, I never have what's it like oh it's really fun um it's fun yeah so like this is you're talking about the twitch stuff we're gonna be doing exactly you know, this. yeah dave doesn't tell us anything we, we need to this is so great to hear it from you yeah <laughs> Can you explain? explain? Yeah, what's the deal? Oh,
0: yeah. So you guys will be doing, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a weekly, uh, but I think, yeah, we're trying to do weekly uh, shows on Twitch. Yeah, using uh, the the Wizards D&D Twitch channel you'll be broadcasting. I'm not sure if you, I think he was going back and forth on whether you guys needed to book the space for uh, each week, or if you're going to try and tape two shows in one in one show or something like that, and but broadcast. In my stuff. house,
5: I got a studio. Like, we, we I, got a... Got a, I got a computer and a microphone. That's all you need, right? Get a yeah, camera.
0: You've missed all that yeah. uh, that live studio audience, though.
2: Well, I think we're we're still in the process of figuring out exactly how that's uh, exactly how we're going to do that. Mm. I think we will probably try and get an audience, and
5: maybe <laughs> we. Dave tells us nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> David Harmon, of course, is your dungeon master, right?
5: David Harmon, yes. Yeah, that's him. But and I not to be mistaken with Dan Harmon, who is also, you know, a nerd celebrity. And um, Shelly has Shelley has spoken to him, actually, yes, on this, this, this very podcast. Yep. Oh, what? Is he a cool guy? Is he Super nice? Does cool. he wear good shirts? I bet he has nice shirts.
1: I don't know. Well, it was I, audio. Yeah, it was audio. So I, <laughs> I, he he, he sounded like looking. he was wearing a really good shirt he did. yeah cool oh man yeah. Rick and
5: Morty is just one of my favorite shows ever that's I love good, the guy um, but yeah we disappointed a lot of people when they rocked up for the first show and they were like that's not Dan Harmon <laughs> we never said it was learn- <laughs> we never said it yeah. was Dave learn that's how to read there's a V at the end to be
1: successful and yeah. have a yeah. name yeah. that's he close enough to,
5: be
2: to a celebrity. dressed as Dungeon Dave
5: yeah, if you ever talk to him don't just, just to just call him Dungeon Dave often we forget and he kind of has to stop us and correct us because it's like we've misgendered him or something right. he gets mm-hmm. really offended. He, he really hates it that's, that's what you have that the, live
1: audience for
0: on all the emails going forward I'll call him Dungeon Dave yeah yes.
1: please, 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 please do, do please do, do please
5: yes do. if he tells you to it's just fancy. You got to read through the tone. It's Australian <laughs> sarcasm. It's really hard to read, but um, it, he's being <laughs> Australian
1: sarcasm. I'm
0: uh, picking up what you're putting down, guys. <laughs> I, I think
5: our no, I, I think the uh,
2: the transition to uh, to Twitch and to live streaming will be a really natural one. Actually. But
5: that's, that's the thing, doing Twitch. Um, so Dave Dave works for 64 Bytes, which is a Twitch channel here, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a video game based thing. Um, I've done some Twitch streams where you play games and a I covers band in, and we play. It's all my see, but they just talk at you through a comment board. Yeah, which you know, when I describe it that way, sounds like the worst things the internet has to offer. But it's actually pretty nice most of the time. Yeah, people throw requests at you, and they got nice questions, and it's like doing um, a live show and an interview and a fan meet and greet all at once. Right. Um, so I think that might be a fun part of it. You know. Yeah, it'll be. I it might be hard for yeah. you guys and to have that.
0: Suggestions from people. Yeah, maybe well maybe Benny if he's not playing music at the time would can can
5: man the the chat a little bit and figure it out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we'll have we'll have a curator in the production booth or something. A pro, I I would like to I wonder if we'll have a production booth. <laughs> 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 so um, fancy. David yeah. Dave didn't tell you about that either. You know, he's super busy with the eight jobs that he does. You know he runs a live zombie role play game? Do you know what zed Town is? No. Uh no. I, he, he gets people together and gives them all Nerf guns and they run about, you have a patient zero and then there's a narrative. It's basically a LARP, but it's yeah. a paid event everybody comes along to and yeah, pretends um, to be a zombie. That's
2: what he's doing. This he's, He can't do the podcast this week because he's running a huge zombie Nerf war in Melbourne. That's amazing! Oh my God, we did something like that at an
0: event that I was at, at uh, in Durham, North Carolina, where it took over the whole. Like it was, it was like a, you know an expo with a whole bunch of different nerd stuff going on, but all yeah. outside and, and within the, it was basically this huge zombie LARP that happened the entire time.
1: That's pretty amazing. Yeah,
0: and it can be super fun.
2: Wait, and you could buy merch like while you were in the middle of that.
0: Yes, yeah. There was like definitely off off limit sections, uh, but but right. for the most part, people just did it all throughout, and there was definitely. Uh, uh um you know strategy like people would have lookouts and everything going on like it was it was it took it took over the whole place it was great Very, yeah um, so, so, you what, guys, so sorry go on i was just going to say what's so what's dave like as a as a as a dungeon master you know how how would you guys describe him
5: um uh let's start with the positive stuff he is <laughs> um he's he's actually fantastic Keeping the campaign in place. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a, a, amazing improviser, and I first got to know him at university when he would do freestyle rapping, at um, like, like you. nerdy kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he's got he, he's quite a nerdcore kind of, kind he, of rapper. He runs a, a, a live Nerf zombie war. Yeah, he's deep nerdcore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, just top of his dome, he you know comes up with some amazing stuff. In fact, his brain works a bit faster than his mouth. I think. No, wait, the other way around. Yeah, his, his mouth can kind of spit stuff out before his brain's caught up to it, so. Um, he catches up. I think Dave is, the way the show
2: runs, Dave is kind of like the, uh, the, 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 the squig herder of... Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Uh, well, he's like the... I think there's, there's so many uh, wild personalities trying to do whatever they want. Dave really just kind of tries to keep it on track. Um, I've kind of co-dated DM with him a few times. And the notes that the uh, that we start with at the beginning of the of, of the session seldom come to pass, um, so it's really just kind of uh, just trying to keep the 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 river moving in the same direction rather than uh getting too fragmented Makes yeah
5: um, so it's just the best doormat like you know he's, he's <laughs> such a good punching bag um you know because he's meant to have high status and everybody's just it kind of brings him down it's a classic comedy i think he plays into it though i Definitely. think and, and part of it you know i think part of
2: the it's part of the fun of it is tormenting dave <laughs> so it's almost like
0: he's like the straight man kind of thing as you guys are are doing crazy stuff i think so
2: yeah he definitely we definitely don't do what he wants most of the time course.
5: Yeah. for a mighty bush analogy he's the howard moon who's the same person but he's surrounded by a bunch of um idiots yeah <laughs> and that's the world he lives in so yeah. he's got to take control and he yeah loses his mind trying to do it he loses his mind a lot i think oh, most recent episode was him just kind of putting his head in his hands and going, one day, one day, we've been doing it three years, but one day you're going to learn how to fight. Oh, Oh, we're so bad at fighting. (laughs) Oh, they take forever. They they make the worst decisions. It's like you have so many weapons and I will do a fly kick. (laughs) (laughs) The 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 fun
2: of the show is not doing it right. Yeah, and it's yeah. working out okay in the end. Yeah, maybe. that makes I sense. I think
5: yeah, that's um, something that's feedback we get from the fans that um, the people who love it love it for the comedy aspect that we don't take it seriously. But anybody who loves D and D and comes to listen to D and D turns it off within twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: like,
5: oh. People don't know how to play, <laughs> and uh, we're we're happy to lose that demographic. No, no, it's
2: no. I, I think it's, it makes I think sense. It's, I think it's like uh, it's a it's 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 a balance, right? I think we could. We could be better at it, but we don't want to be. <laughs> it wouldn't be as
5: funny. I was just going to
0: say, it'd be a less entertaining show if you just did everything that you know by the book, right?
5: Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't want to watch, a, 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 like, a movie, a cop movie about the heroes is a serious cop movie. Mm-hmm. A funny cop movie is the other guys with two terrible cops who aren't any good at it. We're the terrible cops of <laughs> Dungeons his- The other guys. <laughs> That makes perfect There's sense. There's room
1: for both of you.
5: Well,
0: I'm excited to, to meet you guys in person. You definitely seem like you yep. got uh, uh, a lot of energy and uh, bring a lot to the table uh, as far as, uh, I mean...
5: If I put this on for promo stuff. I'm a very quiet reserved guy. I this am makes sense. a 12-foot behemoth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you will know me when you see me. <laughs> um. You're a giant. You're a storm um,
5: giant. Making speaking
1: this. of giant, is the, the theater that you guys play at really called the the giant giant dwarf? Oh, yeah. Giant
5: Dwarf is a um, production company founded by some bigwigs of Australian TV. They've been rocking it for like 20 years now. Yeah. Um, And that's uh, who Ben and Alex work for. They named Uh, it after an Australian celebrity who they think looks like a giant dwarf. (laughs) He's got – it's it's really just a bullying name that has gone on (laughs) to be the – company name of a really successful Australian entertainment business. And it just <laughs> happens to be perfect. For it a, is. That's, that's for what I thought. Like how would they find
1: culture. how would they find a theatre with that name? But yeah, it makes yeah. sense.
2: No, yeah. it
5: all it all just fell into place. It was, yeah, meant, it was to meant to be. be. You know that's never occurred to me that we do a and d show at a theater that's got giant and dwarf in the title. Because your worlds <laughs> are just colliding. It just makes now, sense. Well, every time I hear the name Giant Dwarf, I think of the dude that it's about and I'm just like, yeah, he does look like that.
1: <laughs> I want to know who he is. I
5: know, uh, uh, right? What's his real name? Uh, Andrew Denton. His name is Andrew Denton. <laughs> he's a very, he's a wonderful you cool interviewer. Going? You
2: should look up Enough Rope. It's yeah, a really he's great he's show. like
5: Australia's Australia's Parkinson. Yeah, if that British reference means anything to you. No, so it does who's not. the Michael Parkinson of America? Yeah. Do you have a good interviewer who does a late night? Oh, TV like Charlie show? Rose, maybe? Stephen Colbert. Yeah, Colbert. Colbert's great, no, it's he's definitely the Charlie. Charlie Rose. Rose What's yeah, see, his Colbert name? Anderson. that whole American late night TV. Thing. Oh, I've it's seen like,
1: this guy.
0: Yeah. It,
5: Denton. You've seen Denton?
0: I, I seen think Denton? so. I feel like he's got maybe he's just got a recognizable looking and face. Andrew Denton. To... Oh, oh,
5: Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. He's,
0: well,
5: yeah, yeah. Is he coming for us now? He's going to kill us. Nah, he loves it. He got a photo in front of the sign this when guy. they opened the theater. Oh, <laughs> so cute. He's yeah. going to be hey. at the stream of oh, Annihilation, wow.
0: guys. We've invited him and we're flying him
5: up too. He doesn't
1: look like a giant dwarf, does <laughs> he? Uh, are, you,
5: what, are you looking at a full length photo? No, <laughs> like, I mean, is it <laughs> from... no just his face.
1: Just his he looks like if a very sweet man. Scott,
5: then you've got to see it in proportion. Hey, what do we have to do when
2: we come to Seattle? What's what what like what's the what's the most important thing? Like, do I need to go to the fish? Should I just go to all the places they go to and see in Seattle? Basically
0: just do the yeah, sleepers yep. in Seattle tour. Yeah, do that all. Um I don't you know. People always ask duck. me that, and I'm, I'm I'm newish to here, so ride Shelly's gonna answer.
1: And then you can go everywhere. There's this little like a tour boat car thing. <laughs> the, in the M- what do they call it, the amphibious? What do they call that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Or
2: like a, a boat car?
1: Yeah, it's a boat car. car. And it'll drive you around to all the hot spots, and then it'll take you in the water, and you'll go right past the houseboats in Sleepless in Seattle. Yes,
5: like, like a James Bond car? Or like a You Cobol? can pretend
1: it is, except it goes like three miles per hour.
0: But no, yeah, it's a tiny just slogan. Just pretend.
5: Yeah, well, you know, it's your Use you babysit. Use
0: your imagination.
1: Where is the studio?
0: Oh, it's, uh, it's right by the Space Needle, which oh, yeah, and, and so that's where that, the yeah. Duck Tours are down by the Space it's Needle, perfect. too. perfect.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So you yes, got to go up to the top of that you to, you're going No, there's got to be a Fraser tour as well, right? I might do that instead of the slips in Seattle. I'm going to do the Twilight tour. Can I go to where the dogs <laughs> oh, Wait, can we go to where the dogs bury? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I typed, I wanted to type up the, like, look up Eddie from Fraser, and the first Google result is Eddie from Fraser burial spot. No. <laughs> oh, no way. I didn't know. Is it in Seattle? It even... I, uh, I didn't look it up. It oh my gosh. More, but That's now I'm sad. curious because I'm going there.
0: Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's if you guys that. if you guys have time, there's definitely these tours that go uh, underground in Seattle, like when Seattle was. Uh, Which
1: they're actually hosted by comedians.
0: Yeah, a lot of them are improv are. people and yep. comedians people, right? So you would fit right, You'd fit right in. You uh, fit right in. But yeah, they, they, you can go under like the bowels of the city, where the city was founded and stuff. And there's one that's a little bit more risque that they do like the adult version. So they talk a little bit more about the prostitution, things. and how that helped, like you know because it was a logging town, so they got like people, Ooh, prostitution, uh, Ooh. lots of loggers, <laughs> and like then.
5: A it's kind oh, of like that. that. So you guys a, should do that, but do that after.
0: Do that after Stream of Annihilation, so that when is you get that, killed, it's um, fine.
2: Is there a big improv scene in uh, in Seattle? Like any theaters?
0: There are some, but it's not. It's not huge. It's not like big, like in New York or Chicago or LA. You guys, you
1: guys could make it here in like a day. Yeah, you should move up. <laughs> We're primed okay, and ready. So-
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need. We need a show like you.
1: Yep.
0: Um it's funny.
1: Go on tour. Mm,
0: yeah, it. but I don't. I don't think there's like a UCB or anything like in here, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, like, mm-hmm. if you want to do improv, you leave Seattle. <laughs> do you, maybe I think there's a theater in Portland. Do
2: yeah,
5: we that talk makes about sense.
0: Portland? There might be one in Portland too. Like Portlandia seems like it. You know, might even since that show has been coming out with um, uh, those episodes that people. Oh,
1: there is like well, um, no. It's not that big, but I know there's there is a couple like Jet City. Oh City yeah, improv, and then there was another. I bet
5: one. you know what I bet's going to happen. We're going to get there, and it like the Seattle improv scene is going to be like three times as big as anything in Australia. And you're just like, yeah, but it's not oh, New yeah. York or it's <laughs> Seattle because you guys have everything's bigger over there. We've got like our population of the whole country is like you know the amount of Mexicans there are in LA. Like that's, that's probably true. true. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely true.
2: Yeah. What about how how big is Seattle?
5: Uh, Population-wise, not. As, yeah. yeah. It's like
0: I think it's in like the twentieth biggest city in the U.S. Um, how many people? I think it's about eight hundred thousand. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not over a million. Uh,
5: it's, it's Sydney. Sydney's bigger than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sydney's <laughs> way yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah. Sydney, five million for the win. Oh yeah, Ooh. come on, mate.
2: <laughs>
5: you you guys really got
0: it. So, I mean, promise. is this going to be your first trip to the states? Have you guys been here before?
5: Nah, nah, we we've been there
2: a lot. <laughs> Australians, we're so far away from everything. We end, we have to go and see what's going on, uh, just to know what what all the hubbub is about. But yeah. then we come back because it's nice. <laughs>
5: if if you listen to the most recent, one of the most recent episodes, you can hear. It was set in New York, and you, you can hear everybody name-dropping all the stuff that they know about New York. And they're talking about specifics in Central Park, like, oh, is that near the fountain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that over near the park, <laughs> oh, park? Oh, oh that's a good New accent. Side.
2: Yeah, no, I no. Look, I did live in New York for a time. Yeah, so, my, my
5: brother know. lives in New York, so I go to visit him every now and again. We used to stay on the Lower East Side, but uh <laughs> yeah. We we toured back in twenty eleven, so you know, we went across the whole country. We were living in LA, we were in in and out of comedy clubs. Silver played, Lake, Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah, we're staying in <laughs> Silver, oh, Lake. <laughs> we <did a laughs> Silver Lake. We did Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did Freshmans' Week up for uh, up at Seattle University. Starbucks. Yeah, 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 I've been I've been at Starbucks. You know, I've been to Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky. I don't know if you know. There's a little comedy club there. <laughs> is it's there? There probably is. In Lex- Lexington, Kentucky, it wow. was just. I went and saw Steve Martin live. He was doing his Bluegrass tour. Oh no way! Then, yeah, yeah, and we were oh, we were just staying at the Hilton, and it was, oh, it was just amazing. And uh, other reasons that I can't say because you know. <laughs> Kids are listening
0: to Getting
2: Married Next Week. <laughs> yep, <that too. laughs>
0: yeah, it was the best city. I actually, I think I drove it, through Lexington when I was on my way moving out here to Seattle from North Carolina. So I was surprised at how cool it was, too.
5: To. Hey, we played We played Chapel Hill. We played Raleigh.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
5: Tar Hills.
0: I grew up. I already grew up. I, my last place I was living was in, uh, like, right near there. Yeah, in Durham.
2: Awesome. All right. Yeah, dude. All right. Yeah. Are you guys going to be on the stream of annihilation?
0: We will be there making it all happen. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to be appearing on the camera at all.
1: You will.
5: Yeah, I mean, I will drop in.
1: You can't resist.
0: I'll do a cannonball.
5: What do you, What do you two look <laughs> like? Describe it and make it up.
1: We're like supermodels. <laughs> We're yeah, very attractive
5: like supermodels.
1: I'm pretty sure you'll recognize us like, cuz we'll be the most attractive people, like, people
2: in the room. Like Kali Kloss, right, but with a real deep voice. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, uh,
0: and uh, we're all wear, we're wearing bathing suits right now, so it's probably wearing yeah. suits. I've been working out through this entire podcast,
1: <laughs> and uh, not who, even like not
0: me breathing. Not me. Idiot. <laughs> not even breaking a sweat. Oh. Not even breaking a sweat. Uh, no, yeah, but we're we, uh, super excited to see you guys, and actually, so you can you know we don't have to describe our, how we look. We can actually just show you <laughs> a picture uh, since we're since we're not
5: and say hi. And play some DD for y'all. Yeah, I can't wait. This is gonna be a great trip. This is our first international tour for Dragon Friends. It's gonna We're be really yeah,
1: cool.
0: Awesome. Well, all right. Well, you guys will be here uh in uh June 2nd and 3rd in Seattle. You can watch on the uh Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash DND. Uh we'll be streaming uh 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on both those days. That's 24 hours of streaming. It's gonna be amazing. So uh, you guys will be able to play a game. I think you're going to play for a good old 90 minutes there. And then we'll get you guys on there to talk more about what, uh, what you guys do with the Dragon Friends. It's going to be great.
5: Awesome. I can't so wait. Good. It's going to be great. So we'll <laughs> go to Starbucks. Yes. The first Starbucks.
0: We'll be catered by Starbucks.
5: Yeah. Will Michael
1: Bolton be
0: there? Yes. No, not Michael. Not yes. that one. But a, a Michael Bolton will be. There.
1: We'll find one.
5: <laughs> we'll get a <our> production. <laughs> oh, my, Michael, Michael B. Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> Michael B.
0: Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> account. Where can people find out about uh, what you guys do individually, as well as what uh, happens with the Dragon Friends?
5: Um, well, uh, if you go, t- if you look up dragon friends on uh, your iTunes or wherever you get podcasts, where on Omni, that's a good place to do it. You can find us at the dragon friends, just search for that and you'll get a little avatar. But you can also follow us on all the things, uh, we got a Twitter, it's we dragon friends without the vowels in it. So it's dragon friends. <laughs> um, and we're on Facebook and Instagram as the dragon friends and uh, I think we have a LinkedIn. Hit us up on LinkedIn. We can do some business networking. We've got a Patreon. <laughs> we do have a Patreon. Um, Patreon, uh, you want to go to patreon.com slash the dragon friends and uh, you can get some cool rewards if you support us there. And every month we
2: do a live show at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney, Australia. So if you're
5: in Sydney for some reason um, and you got <laughs> On the first Tuesday of the month, then come on down to the Giant Dwarf Theater and see a live D and D show with a really cool audience. We had a cool
2: guy. Voices. We had a guy come over who was like, he was a Marine. He had come over from the states. He had met Barack Obama, and he was like so chuffed to like meet us. It was amazing. Yeah, we, we were not worthy. We named a character after him. He was. He's the greatest guy. Yeah. If you That's come cool. from really far, you will definitely. We will put something about you in the podcast.
0: Very cool. All right. Well, then right. I'm gonna have to make the, stat, the the trip then. Yep. What about you guys personally? Where are you guys on the Twitter too?
5: Uh, yeah. You can catch me as Benny Mofo Davis on Twitter and, and, and Instagram, I'm, and I'm just Aiden Lacey, E-D-A-N-L-A-C-E-Y. Follow me for no content. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can check out my YouTube channel, Benny the Jukebox, for a bunch of music-related kind of stuff oh. where I play keyboard and I sing and stuff. Benny mm-hmm. is legit good. Following. <laughs> and then the access awesome. of an axis of awesome too, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. I did that
0: for 10 years. I'm a dragon friend now. Yeah. Sweet. You moved over. Cool. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Again, can't wait to see you uh, in Seattle uh, in June. It's going to be fantastic.
5: Cool. Can't wait to meet you guys. See you later.
0: Bye. Those Australians know how to talk.
1: Well, it's early for them.
0: Right. They just had their coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're late just for us. They're
1: chipper and we're at the end of our day and they're in the future. I know. And they're actually funny too. They are funny. Yeah. I, I'm going to be I mean, you're very funny. excited.
0: You're way funnier than I am.
1: Oh. <laughs> are you trying to be nice? Like
0: I know. I, I'm taking a note. I want to be nicer to you. <laughs> no,
1: Greg. You're funnier than I am. Oh, please.
0: Thank you, <laughs> Shelly. That's so nice. That you're you're super fishing, funny. fishing for compliments. I can't wait. They're going to add such a different, like, fun, comedic energy to everything that we're doing with Stream of Annihilation as
1: well as just, like— A lot of energy in general.
0: Exactly. those two. Yeah, they're all hopped up on on goofballs. Yep. And or coffee.
1: And and bing bongs.
0: And bing bongs and (laughs) Vegemite toast. We didn't even talk about, like—
1: I know, all the Australian stereotypes.
0: I know. Well, well, we have to do that in person because then, you know, they would Their sunscreen
1: is, like, paste. Is that true? Yes. They probably don't think that.
0: But it is like paste. It's
1: like paste.
0: Awesome. Well, they are going to do fantastic at the Stream of Annihilation. I feel like I've talked about it three times. We're going to do it again. June 2nd and 3rd. Oh my God. 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. 12 hours of streaming, two days, 24 hours total.
1: Dungeons and Dragons, six games each day.
0: You'll be finding out about uh, some great adventures. Uh, Chris Perkins and Mike Merles will let you know all about that as well. Shelly's got some fun news. news. I got
1: an an announcement to make, it's going to be dropping gonna be awesome
0: it's gonna be poppin'. and you can only
1: find that out live
0: and on the twitch stream so right. twitch.tv slash that's what i mean
1: that's what i mean when i say live it's gonna be live
0: <laughs> yo uh of course you can find out all about the stream of annihilation at dungeonsanddragons.com. we're also at uh wizards underscore dnd on twitter i'm at greg tito if you want to complain to me about anything that shelly does and shelly where are you
1: at Shelly Moo. Moo.
0: Moo. And then uh, you can make cow sounds to her on the Twitters. It's gonna be fantastic. And by
1: all means, send more horse jokes to me.
0: More horse ebooks needs to happen. More
1: horse memes and yeah, pictures of horses. More
0: people need to follow Fury and get on that Fury <laughs> no train.
1: Way. He doesn't like you. And he talks in like Spanish. He right. told me not to listen to anything you say. Is that true? My Spanish is very subpar, but very, I think I saw. He's
0: a terrible horse, but we love him. He's not deep down. I
1: think I kind of like him now.
0: <laughs> Maybe you had it was wrong about Fury the whole time. You never know. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. We'll be back with another Dragon Talk next week. Okay. We'll be back.